the scoreline when he looked at it like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's there's different levels of hammerings here. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. The Football Pod on OTB Sports in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. How are y'all doing? All right, lads, sit down there. <coughs> How are you? Thanks very much for coming out. We nearly missed the intro there, lads. Can show you over there. Like. Yeah. Hey. How's the nerves, James? Nerves are fine. Yeah. Two nice points again to set me there, so I'm all right. <laughs> very important ones. He's very relaxed, Paddy, before these shows, isn't he? Well, he rocks in about two minutes before they start now, yeah, so. <laughs> Long drive from Kerry, though. You've never really performed in Dublin now, have you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goff is the only man who performs in Dublin. Uh, that's harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> last Mead mention for tonight. Paddy, how's it been for the last couple of days? You're dealing with the aftermath of another defeat. I don't know what the coincidence is. Is it you joining the football pod and Dublin losing it? The minute defeat? I left, it all went to shit. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now, look, are, are, is there many dubs, or many croaks heads here, or is it kind of a mix, or...? <laughs> they don't see it for 20 years, they make a final, and they're, fu- they're fucking everywhere, like... Um, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, in all serious now, it was incredible, we, we spoke about it briefly on this week's pod, with a kind of shorter one, obviously, with tonight in mind. Ah, it's hard going now, yeah. As a, we, we kind of touched on it. When you're playing, we obviously you, you take it hard, but you kind of keep away from media and reaction and all that type of thing. Whereas for me, I felt Saturday and a couple of games going into this year, now that you're out, this is my second year retired, you are a bit of a fan again. Like, yeah. You, 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 you totally, when you're playing, don't get emotional, don't buy into any of that stuff, don't talk to anyone outside. Whereas now you're like, I had no voice leaving Crow Park on Sunday night. The two of us, like two L ones up in the press box, like, <laughs> screaming and roaring. So, so it was, it was devastated. I would have spoke to maybe a couple of the guys as well over the last couple of days, and they're obviously more gutted than, than us, but it was a hard one to take. It was just the manner of it, you thought, Dublin were out of the game, really, by half time, and it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And then just the energy when they got it back, and your Dino kicks that free, I think the 73rd minute, and you're thinking, they're actually going to nick this. What an amazing... The noise in the stadium, anyone who was there on Sunday, was incredible. It was just an amazing atmosphere and it would have been a brilliant one to win for Desi, for the players, having at kind of last season obviously losing to Mayo and then a, a tough, like a tough spring. <laughs> Wasn't going well. Everyone's writing them off. It just would have been a massive win. Uh, so it was. It's just... It felt like it was coming. It felt like the Dubs had you, James. He thought it as well. <laughs> he did. I'm telling you. He had the head in the hands and he was, you were all over the shop, weren't you? I said, I, in fairness, I said for a couple of days leading up to it, Kerry need to sprint over the line here. They need to win by six or seven points. So as soon as it got back to one or two, I was worried that <laughs> they were going to come back. <laughs> but in fairness, well, it showed actually great mentality by the Kerry boys to stick at it. Oh, yeah. Keep but doing you know the simple things. Paddy Clifford mentality. actually dragged them through. Paddy was huge. Got the free, did the business. And Sean. Let's have a look at Sean O'Shea's free. We have a bit of behind-the-scenes footage here, courtesy of Ashley O'Reilly. She was in the press box with James and Paddy. Some kick, isn't it? So what was James like at this stage? 
I haven't eaten a carb since. <laughs> Fuck cutting me. Paddy, what's, that, what's your face saying there? I know what James is saying. James is saying, yes, that's the All-Ireland. No, I actually did, no, no. I genuinely, I didn't speak for about two minutes after. I was no. goaded like. Your, your lip, was, your lip was, was, was going a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I really get it. Like two minutes beforehand, when you see Sean O'Shea lining it up, I was like, let him kick that. No chance he's kicking that. He literally, he was sitting there and he was talking to all the rest of the press, going, let him take it. Let him take it. Let him take it. Let him take it. And then, as soon as he pinged it over the black spot, he's like, oh. <laughs> it was a classic Re- Reasonably one. accurate now, yeah. <laughs> now, I gave Jimmy a little rub on the back now after that. Um, there'll be big respect, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we, we've had a great <laughs> run for 13 years. I was playing the last time they beat us. Fucking hell. Um, and I think if we're being honest, overall, I'd carry with a better team, to be fair. Dublin, great energy, yeah. great heart. You expect that. But of these teams at this stage of the championship, I think over the course of the 76, 77 minutes it was played, Kerry were, were probably the better team. Yeah, you made, you made the sort of comparison to the sliding doors moment with Cluxon nailing that late free. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, so in 11. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure the dubs will be back. Hopefully, they're, yeah. surely, they're surely do well in Division 2. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they'll have a good league. This is why no one likes when Kerry win. This is what happens. Like. He's not a peep open for He was very quiet all week, wasn't he? Yeah, a decade, yeah. and he wouldn't open his mouth. And now look at him. Speaking of the dubs, a tweet caught my eye. It caught a lot of people's eye in the last two weeks. Let's have a look at it here. It's from Bernard Brogan. Um, that team should be compelled. <laughs> read it there. How apt. <laughs> GA team should be compelled by the GA to do media and promote the games. Haven't heard a sausage about what would be an amazing game on Sunday. <laughs> Paddy, is that a bit rich? Coming from the dubs. <laughs> who had, to put it mildly, absolute disdain for the media. While you went on to win six in a row. Is that fair? Or is that a... The fact that it's Burno, like... Um, <laughs> we were pretty allergic to the media now, when we were playing. But somehow, during all of that... Burno was still the face of about 15 nationwide brands at this time. <laughs> and they're kind of looking around and he's coming in and he's got the super value bags and he's fucking flogging some car and he's shampoo and all. And they're going, did we all say we're not going to do any of this stuff? He's like, ah, oh, no, you know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, just because it was Burno, he kind of got away with it. But I, I actually seen that. I did see that. I had a laugh mm. about that when I seen it. But uh, somehow, yeah, during all of that, Burno was still the face of football, eh? I don't, like, I don't think this. Well, I agree with it so. now, funny enough. <coughs> but do, do people want to hear from players? Like, <coughs> players are saying nothing. Like, they're, mm. they're brainwashed into saying the most generic thing time after time. Like, if you actually put those lads out, say, before a big game, they're going to say nothing. nothing they're they're going to be splashed across the papers. They're, there's going to yeah. be people asking questions. It, it's just, it's not the right thing for a player. Like, I think that if you're going to... You're going to catch me on something here, I know. No. Fact, but if you are, if, if you're going to say do a media campaign, it has to be managers, managers, coaches, and maybe say well, people involved in the setup. I but think like there's a balance. Rolling though. out players, lads it's, are, it's lads a waste of time. Of, lads are afraid of shit to say it. Yeah. If I say something, coaches are going to say, coaches will give out to me, teammates will give out to me, or God forbid, the opposition will think in some way they'll construe this to be disrespectful. 
and it's more motivation for them. That that's the yeah. that is the attitude and the culture. I think across the board, not maybe the dubs might have took it to the extreme, but you we, look at you look at anything in the build. Like the biggest game in our sport on Sunday week. Mm. Like what are you gonna see? coming from the camps, the players or the coaches, no. it will be absolute garbage. Like, yeah, yeah like, I think, I think there, there is probably a bit of a revolution that has to happen. It's so far away from what it was maybe 20 years ago when journalists could go into the dressing room after a match and have a chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, I think it might come, I think there, this might be a bit of a tipping point. This kind of sparked my interest though to troll through the archives and have a look to see what Paddy Andrews is like before the football pod. <laughs> Had he done many interviews? I could only find one, and it was after he kicked five points in an All-Ireland semi-final replay against Mayo. We're going to play the cliché game here. How many clichés can Paddy Andrews hit in, in 15 seconds? Paddy, congratulations on your Man of the Match performance. Some great points in there today. Um, yeah, just very glad to get at the end, the end of a few things, you know. Uh, <laughs> it was great when they went over, but to be honest, I mean, the last 15 minutes or so, you've seen the team effort there. Oh, my God. really dragged us over the line. Grateful for that in the end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, it wasn't like that in all counties. Some counties and some players actually embraced the media. Let's have a look at this from 2014. A baby-faced James It's not just new generation oh, of Kerry players, but also a new generation of people who engage with the fans in a different way. Have you been on social media this evening, fine, looking at your tweets, <laughs> anything like that? I haven't yet. I deleted um, I deleted Twitter off my off my phone there last week in case I got any abuse or anything. But um, I have a few very controversial tweets about Kieran Donahue coming up. So if anyone wants to follow me there, uh, James O D seven. How many followers did you get off the back of that one? He actually made me delete that tweet. It was going to be reckless. The, that's uh, the, the only time you get out of the players is at the banquet when they've yeah, had about 20 points. That is very unfair. And you've won because you can do whatever you want. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a funny one on McCaffrey, wasn't there? Yeah. Well, he was yeah. destroyed. Yeah, he was a shambles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you like on the week before an All Ireland final? So we're a week out. We have a very special guest coming up in a little while. We can't wait to get him out, Michael Meehan. We are going to be building up to go with Kerry a little later on. But what are you boys like the week before an All Ireland final? Were you nervous, James? I know you weren't. Like you were very relaxed and laid back. Paddy, would you get nervous? Uh, no, not really. It's different this year because it's only two weeks. I think nearly all our finals it was three week lead up. So we used to we play on a Saturday or a Sunday, and we do the media night straight away. Get that do it on like the Monday night or the Tuesday night in Parnell Park. The guys who maybe didn't play more than 30 minutes in the semi-final would, would get a bit of a blowout uh, on the Monday after that, me, or even probably before the media even, to get them up to speed and the lads that played would just relax. And we generally wouldn't start train until maybe the Wednesday or the Thursday, kind of review the game. Um, you, you train heavy on the Saturday, um, everyone. And then the following week again, so now you're going to seven days out from the game, you'd have a full A and B game. We never played a full 70 minutes. I was only chatting with Michael inside. Like the, by the time you get to that stage of the season, the team is more or less picked. Like you have 35 guys there. There might be one or two max positions up for grabs. So it's really important that there's probably 20, maybe 20 guys there who know they're not really going to be in the mix for the final, but they still have a really important role to play. And we would have been big on that because that can go haywire. Like. If, if you go a week before the other in the final and you have a shite A and B game and the A's hammered them and lads aren't really arsed and they're kind of getting distracted because it's very easy to get distracted with 
suits and banquets and team holidays and the crack afterwards. Man to go out for three or four days after final. That can creep in and that that can influence, that, that can really have a massive impact. And that's a challenge for Galway, the fact that they haven't been in it. None of these guys have played in an all in a final. And for Galway, haven't been in a, in a final for, for 20 odd years. There's massive buzz and Michael will talk about it. But for us, we kind of got used to it quickly. Jim was obviously very uh, on top of things like that as well. So, What was the toughest build-up to an All-Ireland final for you? Uh, probably 19, because I wasn't really playing. So it was always in the mix, either playing or was coming on. And then 19, <coughs> you know, your goose is cooked. You're, you're you, got, you got wheeled out for the media beforehand, didn't you? Yeah, you know, you're fucked then. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jim was like, Wolf, we have a, a, a media day tomorrow. You'll do that, will you? And I was like, great. <laughs> I hadn't spoken to him for about six months. <laughs> and I was looking around and I was like, so who else is doing it? Clucko, Fento, all that. No, 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 just yourself. I was like, message taken, Jim. So no, you knew you were up against it then. But I also kind of It was big. The fact that that was for five in a row, we were all still very focused because it was, it was a journey we'd all been on as a group. And we were very very, very focused on that, everyone. So even if you weren't playing, that was kind of a unique one, but that was a hard one because you felt, I'm actually probably not gonna be on the pitch here. Yeah. Um, and that's never nice, but you just gotta, you just gotta do what you gotta do and make sure the team win. Do you know what the worst thing is about not being involved in the final? <coughs> Say, is having to, to think about going onto the field and celebrate the boys winning the all Ireland yeah, and yeah. you in a tracksuit, like, do you yeah. know? You'd actually almost have to do John Terry John and just Terry go full yeah, kid, like, yeah, yeah. throw on your 13 or 15 oh, and just oh, pretend. Oh, do you know, I, I remember that one. So I was on the bench, but it obviously didn't come on. And uh, it was a massive thing for, 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 for us and for Dublin GAA to do that, to achieve that. It was a thing we've been building towards for years. I was just, I kind of thought that was it. I didn't think I'd play again. And there was probably a few of us in that boat. It was really emotional. Like, and I think the younger lads were milling around, going up to the hill with the cup and all. We kind of done that and I was just kind of trying to soak it in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was actually a nice, a nice moment. There was three or four or maybe seven or eight of us who were kind of in that bracket thinking about it. So, like I say, that was the most different out of all the finals they played in. Yeah. But the fact that there was a bigger thing than just that all Ireland on the line, it kind of kept everyone focused and everyone was able to enjoy it as well. It was like the culmination of... uh, of a cycle for that team, you okay. know. Yeah. James, were the A versus B games a big thing in Kerry? They were. We'd have played we'd have played A V B games at every possible chance, really. Like once it was a week before you play an A V B game. You wouldn't play maybe seventy, but obviously Never. you'd be minding your Cliffords or your Shawnee Shays, but you definitely play a good few fellas would play the hour and then they might take Jeez. those fellas in and out, play forty five fifty. But like you can try and be safe and kind of try and not get injuries, but they're going to happen. They, they'll happen if they're going to happen. Hmm. And I was actually just, just for my first week on the panel, I think, in 2010, we played an AVB game before a Munster final. Your first week? It was, yeah, my, I was in for about a fortnight before that, I'd say, and AVB game, so I didn't really know the crack. And Mike Quirk was starting, Mike Quirk is now Kerry selector, so he was starting midfield on the A team. And he was tipping around in the middle of the field. We were doing our warm-up. And we were in kicking in threes drills. So you have your, your maybe your midfield partner yeah, yeah, yeah. and one other, and then your inside line, and then your inside line and the subs will all be together, but it's all over the field. So Quark was in just by the sideline, and I was by the sideline. And they were doing like kind of 20-yard jab passes to each other, maybe long hand passes. But obviously, we were 19. We were doing outside of the boot 
with Rockets. the pitch. Yeah, 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 have a goalie. So I got one anyway, and I said, right, I'm going to hit Barry John Keane here, other side of the field. And I caught it a bit thick, and my quirk was literally from me to the front row away, starting on the A-team. And I pinged it straight off his head. <laughs> <laughs> and his legs went, and next thing, he went down. Oh, no. And there was about 20 people around him, and I just walked off this way as if not going to happen. Oh, and actually, we never even spoke about it since. So, Mike, if you're listening to the podcast now, just stay out of the AVB games this week. <laughs> but actually, in, in, say, the week before um, four finals, I was usually ca or carrying some sort of a knock. Yeah, sounds weird. And uh, you try everything, your ice chambers. It's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I went to an oxygen chamber one time. Like, yeah. Did you ever go to the oxygen chamber? Yeah, you name it. I was in there one time. Should have dubbed it all. And as soon as... I put one of my gaff. AIG put one of my gaff. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even injured. <laughs> it's got wolf, you like one of these. I'd, I'd actually believe it. It's after a night out, like... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, this is great. You're on the drip as well. <laughs> yeah, but I was in there one time, and I, as soon as I get in there, I was like, I should not be in this fucking boot here, like... The, and it's, they started off, there was about eight of us around the circle. And everyone was about 60 plus, and it was started <laughs> off. And this, this fella goes, right, we'll go around the circle and we'll say what we're in for. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So the first fella goes up, I had a stroke. Please, please. Second fella, I had a heart attack a fortnight ago. The oxygen's a good thing. And I said, came around to me, uh, tight hammer. <laughs> Don't know about next weekend. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely shocking. I, uh, they were like, will you just fucking get out? <laughs> uh. We are in Kilmacud Croaks, GA Club tonight. It's with thanks to AIB. They're our sponsors. They're a proud sponsor of the GA Senior Football Championship. <laughs> and to let everyone in the room know that you actually all have a chance tonight with thanks to AIB to win All-Ireland Final Tickets. Ooh. Very the nice. hottest tickets in town. So, nice. we'll let you know about that a little later. I think it's time to get our special guest out. Oh, yeah. Paddy and James, Michael Meehan. Talk to us about him. A kid hogue, superstar of his time. He's a Hogan Cup winner. He's a Club All-Ireland winner. He won a Sigerson with NUIG. Yeah. Loads of titles with Galway. I think it's time to get him up. Michael Meehan, please put your hands together. Thanks for coming up. Not at all. You're very welcome. It's nice and cosy here, isn't it? Have you been here before? Coach is lovely. I played out here in a yeah seven semi-final. Oh, it's nearly 20 years ago now, and uh, we lost on penalties. Okay. As they as they had sevens were ahead of the game. Did you yeah. take one? Yeah. I took the first. Yeah, scored. Uh, we got two from three. I think Arua in Donegal. Brian Roper's club. Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah. going a long way back now. I think they, they bet us and they ended up playing Kerfin from Galway in the final and Kerfin won it that year. The sevens are taking place this week, the next two weekends. It's a savage competition. Have yeah. Legion ever been asked up? No. No. <laughs> no. The Croaks from Clarny are always invited, but... Okay. There's actually a good common man in tonight. Ian Devan, you there? <laughs> Were you ever invited up? No, never. 
No, never. Uh, no, never. But I, I actually asked today, could we be brought up next year? So hopefully. Okay. He's, we just, just, trying seven. Get, he's just trying to get gigs for the two hours he's up in Dublin. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Michael, answer honestly here now. Go, we're back in the phone for the first time in a long time. How many gigs are you doing in the next? <laughs> <laughs> he's paying off the mortgage over the next week. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah, it's busy. It's yeah. it, the problem. You know, not as not for the players and management. The problem is the two-week window. You know, yeah. mm. in terms different. of uh, commercial maximizing revenue, just yeah. sorting tickets. <laughs> you guys, I have to give you a lift. I'm talking about Galway football. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Who's not it having is. AOG, no? It's, uh, <laughs> they didn't answer. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a big two weeks in Galway. But like, genuinely, you're now as a, as a fan who's kids and all that, and you know, you're just, you just want the buzz. You're looking yeah, for it. Because it's been 20 years um, for, you know, for a county like Galway. And it's big, you know? Yeah. And it's just going to come and go that little bit too quick. Um, mm. No, it'd be fine if we win. <laughs> it'll, it'll carry on that way. But just... It's, uh, it, I think it's, it's, it's a special time. Um, you know, we, we've craved it and we, you know, six months ago we didn't envisage ever being here. I think if we're, if yeah. we're honest, if I'm honest, I didn't see it happening. Um, so that makes it all the more, geez, you know, it's upon us and it's just happening like that. So it's a real uh, smash and grab. So that's what I'm hoping we'll continue in that vein. When Pork first came in and he set the stall out, he put the chest out and he said, success in his first season, we win in all our Ireland. Now we know the world changed after that for yeah. two years. Did people in Galway believe that? I'd say he, he definitely stopped people in their tracks um, and, and made them kind of sit up in their seat a little bit and said, you know, whoa, and I, we, we haven't heard that talk in a while. Um, they thought he was after taking the hurlers. It's going to be a long night. No more points for Jimmy at the end of the right? Taxi for coppers, please. <laughs> yeah. So he did, as I was saying. Uh. I think he 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 kind of you know people set up in their seats, but mm. um, that's the that's the man you're dealing with, though. That that was part of the yeah. player, you know, um, his belief in himself and his own ability, and I suppose bringing that, trying to impose that onto the playing group that he was about to take over, I'd say a little bit as well. You know, just change change the mindset. What's he saying this weekend, building up to the game, because. I couldn't believe it looking back in 98 that Kildare were actually 1-3 on. Okay, and I, hey. <laughs> yeah. And like this. <laughs> Paddy, what did James say after the semi-final the last day? I changed the tune. I remember before the game, it was whoever wins this is nailed on to win the final. <laughs> Absolute stonewall guaranteed. May not even play it. And then within a minute, we were on with Joe Malloy on air. And he's like, I tell you what, that's going to be a tight game against Galway. <laughs> I was looking at him, he was, there wasn't a camera on us, and he's smiling, fucking Cheshire cat. <laughs> I'll be very tight now, God, we have some good players, I think. Uh, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. That is not true. I say, <laughs> I actually, that is going to be such a tight game, because if, if... <laughs> you weren't if even Gal saying that in the room beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes are glazed over no matter what I say. No matter what I say. No, it is going to be a tight game, because... Kerry need to adapt to a different style. Like Galway have come through the, the northern teams, playing defensive, battle-hardened, whereas Kerry have played Mayo and Dublin, they're completely wide-open teams kind of mm. playing football. Like, you can get, you can get completely, you can get completely sidetracked by doing that game and not have the, the mental ability to turn around and play a defensive team. 
like and be cut. So mm. like Kerry have to maybe think that they might only score 14 or 15 points and have to grind it out. Whereas playing Dublin, they're thinking we have to hit 20 Pass. points. No, they didn't. They didn't in the mm. end, but like yeah. they, they have yeah. to hit 20. So it's a massive well, change it, of mindset. It is a different, completely different challenge when you're on the ball attacking. Again, you would yeah. say traditionally Kerry with the players they have. Look, the ace in the pack for Kerry is obviously Clifford and O'Shea and Side Gainey to a lesser extent, but. If, if Kerry had their way, it would be 15 on 15 and we just play ball. If it go, this goes to a shootout, and we were chatting about it, that does not suit Galway. And they've recognised that. And, and you might say traditionally, even when Michael was playing, and guys like Joyce and, and Donald and these fellas, Galway at their peak, it was, it was beautiful football to watch. But Galway's best chance on Sunday week is frustrate Kerry. And it's also, I, I feel that's Kerry's biggest weakness. That if you let Clifford play, look, he's a superstar, obviously. But... I don't think Galway have the man-to-man markers to, to actually, even if they wanted to, to say, well, we'll just play six backs and six forwards. So naturally, because of their players at their disposal, Parrick Joyce and Keane O'Neill and Divo and these guys have said, well, we need to protect them. We need to bring bodies back. And it's also something that Kerry have struggled with. You can fucking dress up anywhere you want. Mm. When they're faced with a blanket defence, like Tyrone last year's order in semi-final, they can get frustrated. Because they're thinking, <coughs> we just need to get this ball to Clifford. If Clifford has it, we're grand. Yeah, that's all right if it's one on one, but he's not going to be one on one. No, on Sunday week, and that's Galway's best chance, and that's also a big reason why I genuinely, not like James, genuinely believe that this will be a tight game. Yeah, and we're going to come back and we're going to do a preview. We're going to take a break at about uh, ten to nine, about a ten minute break. You can go to the bathroom or go back to the bar, and we'll come back with a preview and we'll bring the mics around as well. So if anyone has any questions, Catherine over here will be going around with the mic. So feel free to put up some questions. We're going to give you a little taster and a little reminder of Michael Meehan, the footballer. So, this is 2008, the game in the rain. Let's have a look at this. Taking on Aidan O'Mahony and beating him too. Michael Meehan looking for it. It's run into the path of Meehan and Meehan slots that over. And Galway have their first point. You were actually at this game, weren't you? Yeah. We played a minor match in Offaly, I think, beforehand and went up to this. And everyone then coming home was like, Jesus, Michael Meehan was absolutely unbelievable. But this is a ridiculous was day, like Jones Road is completely first flooded. Half, it yeah, started first half fine. Was grand. It started fine, yeah. yeah. You know, it was calm, dry, everything else. Uh, just before half time, you're getting your gloves. And then running in, I think it's, it's just hammering down. And the, the floodlights it's were Joyce, turned on. Joyce is finding you every time. Every time, yeah. yeah. I didn't realise that Joyce played that far out. Uh, yeah, 11, was that towards the end or was it always? Yeah, no, he moved out to centre forward for the, maybe for his last four or five years. And like it was a dream playing inside him because you just... Ah, yeah. You had to show early, and if he was going to, he was either going to take on his man or he was going to hit you. So you just had to be out in front. He's looking for you every time. Yeah. Look at and this. He's, Michael calls a mark here. Watch. Mark O'Shea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark O'Shea. P- poor yeah. Mark. Are you only wearing one glove? <laughs> I don't know. No, he took it off for the free. Took it off for the free. Was that a habit? For no, balance. No, no, he pulled it off me. Poor Tom Sullivan here as well. So come on, they they bought Mark off you and put Tom on instead. Yeah, yeah. You were feeling good there, aren't you? Look, I'll eat the two of them. Like. I think this is my favourite one. It's not it's quite Reno Neal territory now. Look. Or oh, did you have a did you have a style that you always did? <laughs> now the rain has started and the best points yeah. are yet to come. You're on point seven or eight now in this game. Yeah, I hit double figures, all right. So in a tricky situation at the moment, and me. Right it's not just he's patient there like he couldn't leave the ground afterwards it was ridiculous yeah we actually flew up Air Arner the sponsor there we flew uh-huh. up yeah, yeah. 
and we were sitting on the runway for an hour or two, or the boys were sitting on the runway for Look an hour or two after it before we could fly home. Really? Yeah. We played Tyrone the next day. It's yeah. the same thing. It was was whatever, it, yeah. that was the, the floodlights were turned on for the first time in Championship football that evening at halftime. That was, uh, well, that, that was the 10 points. question. 10 points. So 10 points. Kerry, you know, the, Kerry the won one that day 121 to 116. Yeah. Kerry went on in 2008 to Lost the final lose to the final to Toronto. Yeah, the, the one thing that sticks out, out, out from that game for me is a half a goal chance. I think, um, you know, coming in, and it's just one of the things you think back on, but coming in uh, from the 21 on the corner, you know, and I bounced the ball. And it just went away from me. Yeah, yeah, I went yeah. in to, I forget who was in goal back then for Kerry. But it, it was, Keith, the, was the big guy. Well, Keith, um, Dermot O'Keefe. No. Dermot Murphy? Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, sorry, yeah. And it was just crying out for just an early shot, just put it into the corner. And it wouldn't have even have to have been as good as Cormac Costas at the weekend, but just because it hits the ground, it takes yeah, off, yeah, you know. It's a skiddier field. Thing it's a skiddier field when it's wet. wet it just yeah. takes off. Yeah. Like. But I, when, I, when I went in training with Kerry, I used to mark in AVB games again, I'd be marking Tom Sullivan. And Mark Shea. Mm. And like, honestly, it was Horrible. depressing. Like, because Horrible. Tom was so fast, he beat you out to the ball. He wouldn't necessarily read the game, but he beat you out to it. And then Mark, Mark Shea would, wouldn't have the same pace, but he'd know where the kick was coming that yeah. he'd intercept it. So it would have to be an unbelievable pass. But like, you of them fellas beat up a stick there. But who's... Did you notice a difference between the two of them marking styles? Eh? Yeah, uh, oh, completely, because I, I, I marked the two of them a good bit on and off. We played league finals in, against Kerry in 06 and 07, mm. yeah. I think, and just league. But it was, invariably, it was Tom O'Sullivan. Uh, marked Mark in the club final as well. But yeah, Tom was a, he was a dog. Like, you know, yeah. He was just pawing at you and pulling at you and just spoiling, you know. Yeah. He had that ability. He was really quick, like, in fairness. His pace was reckless. And, and he just, you couldn't, you could thump him or do whatever he wanted, he'd, just, he'd keep looking up the pitch, like, you know, he was just, just one of those there, yeah. steely characters. And then, you know, Mark was, uh, you know, he, he could go out and he'd dummy Solia and he'd, mm. and he'd pass it on to yeah. someone else, so, yeah. very I'd different. Say, I'd say he was sick of senior though, after that game with Calter and the on Gwales up in 04. Yeah, actually, look, that was, that was a big one for us. Um, you know, we came up, came up out of nowhere, you know, yeah. county title number one for the club ever, uh, Connacht and then Crow Park with the, McGarrelch's and the O'Shea's and the Canadia and these guys mm -hmm. and you know just as I said earlier smash and grab you know because yeah, yeah. it, it was one night only and uh, <laughs> I'm so glad it happened um, and you know that's something that maybe that, ha that Galway football brings from time to time or that just they when they're on the wet crest of a wave they're dangerous they're and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we're, I'm, I'm hoping that that wave is still riding high you know into next weekend and giving our lads mm -hmm. a, a cut. Paddy, the style of footballer we're looking at there with Michael Meehan, what does he remind you of now? The footballers we're looking at today. Now? Uh, I, I remember I was a, a couple of years younger than Mike, but we followed your outs, an outstanding underage career for Hogan Cups with Charlotte's. You win NUIG, the Sigerson, you beat UCD, mm. there was a lot of doubles playing in that team. I never realised, you hammered Dublin in the 2002 21 final. Yeah. You were only 18 at that. No, 17. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly 18. <laughs> So Joe, Joe Bergen yeah. was midfield. Yeah. And, and you, Stirl, Matthew Clancy. Yeah. You light it up down a port leash yeah. and you hammer the dubs. You score a hat trick three years later in the final yeah. and win that as well. And in the meantime, you've won the All Ireland Club in 2004. Mm. And you're thinking, it's Clifford esque like, now. You're looking at this guy. Jeez. The whole country knows Michael Meehan is the man. And Galway at that time, they win the All Ireland in 01, but that team is possibly maybe the wrong side of. I know Joyce is still there a bit, but. 
do you feel did you feel massive pressure coming in there going Joyce is there a couple of that team that have won in 98 now one are there your, your brothers and stuff yeah. like that is it like no. I'm going to come in and we're, I'm going to win four well, or five all you, you definitely you know you, every lots of football people here whatever level we play to you know you dream you dream yeah. of winning those All-Irelands from a very young age you had a pretty good you head know. start yeah I but I'm talking so but I never dreamed of winning uh, an under 21 or a club or hey, don't list them out no you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's only one you dreamed of yeah. and there's yeah, how many there's nine of them here but I don't have any of them that, that's the reality of it you know so I didn't feel pressure because when you were going into that environment with those lads yeah, you know yeah. I suppose being a brother having two lads on the panel two brothers on the panel Helps. I was always knocking around and I just yeah, knew definitely they'd be travelling back to Dublin together they'd call into our house and have big pot of spuds on a dinner before yeah. they'd, they'd head off on yeah. the road you know four, four or five of them so I knew them so yeah. it was an easy transition you know yeah. um, but at the same time it was daunting enough because you, you, you had Ja Fallon and PJ Joyce Porrick and all these lads that were just, you know, superstars. Yeah. But like Joyce is still going until 11. Declan's yeah. still going until, I think, 2010, 11, Yeah, about is he? that, yeah. You know, w- was the best time of your Galway career that spell from 06 or 7 08? Yeah, so it, it probably was. Like, we never, we made maybe three quarterfinals in that stage and never got through any of them. Drew with Donegal and lost a replay in 03, lost to Cork in 05, lost that one in 08. So, and there was still was a lot of the, you know, you had Savo, you had uh, Paul Clancy, you had Michael Donnellan for some of those years, you had Porrick, you know, you, you had lots, you, you know, lots of Declan, you know, Nicky Joyce, Nicky Sean Joyce, yeah, Maddie Clancy, exactly, and, and those guys, yeah, who were more my vintage, who, who hadn't All-Ireland, all so you, you felt you had a mix, but we just couldn't, we couldn't get over the line, you know, we lost to D- Donegal by a point, lost to Cork, I remember, Cork uh, free after they got a cracker. No, that was a later. Uh, who was the full forward? And 2005, Cork got an outrageous goal um, in the second half to, to, to beat us. And in 05 and 08 was, was this day here. But um, Like, you don't get that many chances after. No, you know, that's like, the thing. You need to, whenever it comes around for you, like yeah. Galway this year, yeah. they've had a... Yeah. You know, Armagh, they weren't favourites, it was 50-50. Same with Derry. Like, they've had the run. Yeah. They need to take this chance now because it yeah. might not come around mm. again quickly. That's... One thing I learned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but to be fair, at, at that time, there were so many outstanding teams. It was a quite a difficult period. There was a lot of change, yeah. yeah. Like Cork were very strong, that Cork. They eventually win in, one in 10. It was Throne's greatest team, Mickey Hart. The Nordies were still very good. Armagh were still hanging around, even though they only won one. And then Kerry. Eli, Eli yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas now, like Dublin probably are not as strong as they were. Mayo, the same story, that they're kind of coming to the end, having dominated. And Kerry, there's probably a question mark over Kerry because they haven't got it done. Mm. So what it, like you do get the sense, and we were crying out for it, we wanted new teams to come through this year. Derry was like, even though it wasn't the most exciting style of play, it was a new story, a new team in, and Galway mm. coming in. Will Galway be in the all Ireland final next year? Other teams are going to get better as well. I, I couldn't agree more that this is, and that's again another reason I'm thinking, Galway, like it, it is a massive, massive opportunity for mm. this Galway team. Even though the players, it's new for them having they played in the semi final in eighteen against us, but Joyce has been there, Devo has been there, Keane O'Neill has been involved in all our finals for the last decade. Yeah. Like, so the boys will be well set, and Morden's the only player in the Kerry team who has won an all Ireland. Like, like as brilliant as Clifford and O'Shea and all these guys are, they haven't got the job done. Gainey, well, Murphy, O'Gainey, sir, or fourteen, sir. O'Brien, yeah. forget about that. One. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's I, I you can't get away that it's it's. It, 
phenomenal opportunity for Galway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I've, you've no doubt like David Clifford is going to win multiple All Irelands. It's, it's you know I you feel you that. You say that though, but there is though. There is though. I think you have to get over the line. The yeah, exactly. It's the first one. He said, it, but yeah. I think that will happen. Will it happen this year or not? I don't know. I'm not certain. But like, yeah, you got to take your opportunity. Yeah. Like Galway's panel is building, and there's been great. The, our under 17s, the minor under 17s, yeah. has won the All Ireland there Friday night before. Uh, the game at the weekend as well, so yeah. you know that's a nice trickle, um, and that's added to the buzz around the place as well. And yeah. even there was the novelty of an All Ireland final, you know, in Connacht versus Mayo, having yeah. lost to Mayo twice. So but you've had this over the last. I know we have. You've had underage success. I'm getting to that. Yeah, we have won minors. We've won under 21s. You know, I dotted throughout. It's just bringing it all together, getting the juggernaut rolling where you just have everything feeding in. And I don't think that's probably an area where Galway has struggled is just get everything feeding into a system, um, you know, having everything up to scratch to the SNC yeah. and all that. And just uh, that structure there that, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a bottom line and it's here. It's not down, it's not down here, it's here. Um, and I think that's, I've said this before and I haven't been proven right, but I think that We've identified that, and there's, there's strides are being made to kind of to get that in place. You know, outside of you know, Pori Choice's manager, Keenan Eel's trainer, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that they're yeah. they're trying to get you know everything moving towards you know f feeding forward. And <laughs> we were talking about earlier you'd be about the Hogan Cup final this year, and John Crowley, Johnny Crowley, who uh, destroyed Galway back uh, 22 years ago, I'd say, in, as well, yeah. in <laughs> zero zero and the final and the replay. But his son was playing the Hogan Cup final oh and he yes. did that bounce, you know, behind the back and we were you the joke we were was it's going yeah. to be coached out of him, which is <laughs> which would be wrong if it was, you know. So there's a certain level of, of that baseline you need to get in on the on the S and C. Um it's not necessarily a style of play, but just getting everyone you know, I suppose wanting to play for Galway from from a very young age. And that's why the two weeks um is a problem. Because you know you, you you don't get that hype for longer, and even and I don't think for one second I, I agree with the split season. But can you imagine what it'd be like in Galway now in the primary schools for three weeks if this was well, August, early yeah. September, end of August, early September? The every school will be decked maroon and white. You know, every, you know the teachers will be making the most of it. You know, you have someone who are either in Killarney or in Killarney and coming in with a cup the following weeks, and I, that's going to be missed. I think in, I, yeah. in terms of promoting the game. On the, at the grassroots level. I'm annoyed now that I don't have the screen grab, but anyone who wants to go for it, Lake Regal, Namihans, go find it. <coughs> Am I right in saying that when they won in 98, the bus stopped in Caltra and yes. Declan and Tomas <laughs> rode through the town on a pony and horse trap at the island? <laughs> that is a fact, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who, that was the idea. Uh, there was all... But so that must have been amazing. The it was. It was to do with the tradition. <laughs> the last time a Calterman came through with, a whole, with an All-Ireland final, that's what was done then. So someone came up with this bright idea. Wow. And sure, there was hundreds, if not a thousand people around. You know, it was madness. It How was old are you, Health Hector? and safety. Uh, I was, what? I was 13. Okay. Is yeah. there anyone on the panel now? No. No, oh, we've no we, we, haven't, uh, <laughs> we haven't anyone uh, at the minute yet. But... Um, but you know, with say you're winning minors in 21 or 20s at the moment, like it's a massive jump from there. Because if you look at minors this year, Kerry B. Cork, Cork B. Kerry, and then Kerry B. Cork, they played each three times in Munster. Yeah. Same with yeah. Mayo and Galway. Yeah. yeah then yeah, Mayo B. Galway, Galway B. Mayo, and then Galway B. Mayo. Like, who's actually the best team? Do you know what I mean? So, oh, like, yeah. you could say you're winning <coughs> minors, like Kerry won five minors in, in a row, and then they beat Cork, and then Cork. 
Kerry knocked out Cork won the All Ireland. Do you know? So you can actually be misled by the minor results at times. It's not guaranteed to. to no, but I, I totally get the point. To win a senior All Ireland, it's very rare. I can't remember a team, maybe Donegal in 2012, where the senior team, there's nothing else going on really around the county, and the senior yeah. team just get hot and win it out of nowhere. Generally, mm. it's a journey, not just for the senior team, as what Michael's mm. saying, that you look at, there is an example this year, there's so many interviews where I've never heard players and coaches praise the county board as much. And the, and the secretary in the county was because the, they're backing us and they're backing the underage teams and the clubs are all behind us. You look what happened, what's happening in Mead now, it's complete disarray. The clubs don't want the county to do well. And it's, if you're not all pulling in the same direction, the senior team is the, is the pinnacle of it, the same mm. as, a, as a club. It's great having that figurehead, but it's not sustainable unless everything else is feeding towards that. Mm. And that comes from the underage players, the teams, exactly what Michael's yeah. saying mm. that. Your kids going to primary school and they're all wearing their kit and they they might never have seen a Galway match before but they can't wait for this final yeah. that's coming along mm. and a cup comes in and that gets them on side then it, it becomes appealing not to play hurling or not to play soccer or rugby big challenge in Dublin with this but there's loads of different opportunities and the senior team can be the focal point for it but for sustained success it's not just one team it has to be everyone together and you're right, I, I never thought about it in that regard with the schools and stuff like that, or the, the smaller build-up. That's been the, the question mark thrown at the GAA, going, you're just trying to rush this through for the clubs, but are you leaving a lot of promotion and, and benefits behind by, by rushing the season off in six months? But for Galway to be sustainable, not just this year. Yes, it's an amazing opportunity for win the All-Ireland, and that would be a massive boost if they did, mm. and they were the All-Ireland champions. But you need the development squads, you need mm. the schools, you need the universities even, you need GA in the county as a mm. whole feeding into the senior team. Because then if you lose a big game, that's fine. We'll be back next year because we've got the thousands time. of kids where it's their dream to play for Galway. Yeah. And Dublin were, ben uh, were beneficiaries of this, that they couldn't have seen this maybe 20 years ago. But Dublin weren't having success. Like, what is going on? We go, Forget about the senior team for now, we'll get there but we need to put these structures in place because we're losing players to other sports. Uh, we're not successful at underage at all. Not, never mind winning championships. We weren't getting any players through, mm. more than anything. And there was a massive focus. And it's a longer term play and it's fucking boring at times because fans and supporters want success now. They want it yesterday. But you've got to put the, the plans in place to do it. And that's, you can see it in Galway now. They're probably ahead of schedule if they win this All-Ireland. They've been on a journey, like they have been on a journey with Joyce yeah. for the last three but years. In, you in, know? in 2018, he fucked us over in 2018, actually. <laughs> in the Super It's always someone else. <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> yeah. the Super eights, right. ten minutes ago. He should have been in the final in 2018 because mm. it was Kerry, Galway, Monaghan. Monaghan, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, was it three in the group? Mead were in the group too, no? Kildare, Kildare were the group, yeah. Oh, I mean and Galway beat Kerry. Beat Kildare. Beat Kildare. So Kerry needed Galway to beat Monaghan at home in, yeah, in Pierce Stadium, Stadium, Pierce Stadium. Pierce Stadium. to get a through. semi-final against Tyrone, which yeah. they would have won. But they put out half a team, got bait by Monaghan, and drew the dubs in the semi-final yeah. and got bait. It was a crazy I, I decision. Num I'm not sure. Did we put out a half team? I don't know if it I was a half team. I think it was a, a, we played a team. I don't Isn't think that so. Right? <laughs> Because the semi-final was a week later. Michael, that doesn't go with the Kerry narrative. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
the truth, you arrested everyone. The, tr- the truth <laughs> is completely irrelevant here. No, I, that. And they played the twenties, did they? It was a. It was a. Tr- no, the. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it, it didn't do Goy any favours like putting out a full team and not having to win Monaghan had to win yeah. and yeah. and then just that kind of took the win from the sales and you, the last thing you wanted then you're drawing Dublin you're going to Dublin in this situation and, and it left them very much worse off yeah it, 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 was, it was a game that it was a you final needed to go gung-ho yeah. and, and yeah. just absolutely t- get out of the top of the group wasn't that, that was the thing with the Super Rates though Goy played yeah. their full team that day but they were beating 16-8 they're beating well, yeah, I remember. Because they, they were, they knew they were. Yeah, they were yeah it was cracking yeah. even in Pierce. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, but the super eights was the issue, though, wasn't yeah. it? It was always a dead rubber at the end. We had a couple as well, and it was just didn't fucking work. Yeah, really. it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, I want to throw this at you. Forgive me first, because I wanted to throw James after it. Right. Does he keep you up at night not winning Sam Maguire? Jesus. No. <laughs> Christ. No. No. It's a family <laughs> show. <laughs> Thankfully, no. No, I. Uh, no, Jesus, no. Do you I regret like, not winning one? I wasn't even within an arse's roar. An ass's roar of it. You know, now, like, quarterfinals, I, I heard this man giving out about, you know, having to run on after my win in all Ireland. Were you in your tracksuit or what are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was there, you fucking. <laughs> I was there, like, penny for your thoughts. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't regret, I, I regret not getting into playing, you know, in more, in bigger games in all Ireland semi finals and maybe in all Ireland final. I would have loved to have done that. Could you, you relish know? that day? Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. The best lesson I ever got uh, was at a, as a fourth year in, in school playing a Hogan Cup final in Crow Park and St. Pat's Navin under Colm O'Rourke's stewardship. Joe, Joe Sheridan, from former Meath player, was, uh, was one of their main men back then and they bet us in the final. And uh, I remember playing 11 that day and just the, you know, the game passed you by completely just and it was, you know, would have been a main player, expected to play well and, you know, have an impact, made zero impact. And you know that was a great lesson at that time for me because it just the the occasion yeah. didn't know it was getting to me, but something got to me. You're just out of the game. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I said 16 years old, but that was uh, it was just something that I was able to look back on and say, right, this isn't happening again. If I can at all, you show up. You know, just to go out and play. And what did you do uh, to show up, like? I don't know. I, ju- I just. Uh, Give a lot of belts. Get into the game. No, just just look. Get on the ball. I suppose. Like. Actually, what it was for me was getting on the ball because mm. I, I think that game had gone maybe nearly full first half, and sure I hadn't touched the ball, you know, as, as a centre forward. Um, and back then, I like, a traditional kind of 15 on 15 game. So I think after that was getting on the ball, you know, doing something, getting on the ball early and often, and and just going from there. But just just having the mindset that you know this is you know you're not going to get these chances too often, and mm. you have to try and make them count. Now, that was always what you tried to do. It didn't always work that way, but that was definitely a great lesson for me as, as a young lad in a big game in Crow Park. Uh, and the, uh, as, a, as a 16, 17-year-old in 2001, you associated Crow Park with success for Galway at that time. And mm-hmm. then from 98, even 0-0, losing a replay, and, and what happened later that year. So it was just, you know, you wanted to play Crow Park, you wanted to win in Crow Park, and you got it with the club. And that was about it. No, the, <laughs> you the, know, in terms the club, of, yeah, the underage, yeah, lots yeah. of games, you know, quarterfinals and that, and, and the odd back door. But um, the, re- the reason I was asking you, yeah. I was asking you in that way, James O'Donoghue, if you hadn't have won in All-Ireland, what was the, the quiz, the pub qu- quiz question about James O'Donoghue? It was uh, in 2013, name the only All-Star in Kerry who doesn't have an All-Ireland medal. I was at that quiz. <laughs> 
It was Did you get it right? <laughs> were, you actually, were you actually at it? I was actually at that quiz, yeah. It was a thing though, wasn't it? That you had an all-star, but it you was. didn't have an All-Ireland. Oh, they have yeah, their all-stars for nothing these days. Like. Yeah, they do. All-stars all are, <laughs> they are, they are nonsense. Like, to be fair, they Agreed. are nonsense. They're, they're, really? They're, <laughs> they are. They're, they're judged by the media. And it could come down to well, one game. Now. Psst. Yeah, you know. Now. But <laughs> you might get, you might have a fella getting one good game, he'll get an all star. Like it's no consolation at all. Like at the end of the year, if you missed are, out are on you the big prize. You don't value Marty Morrissey's opinion. <laughs> I do, saying? I do, I do, I just do. For the record. But I, I just think that, like it, when it comes to the big prize, there's only one prize in, in football when you're a senior. Like there's no point yeah. in yeah. in all stars or anything like that. Like you want to be able to celebrate the biggest prize with with the lads. Like as simple as that. And so, in terms of that pressure that is now on Clifford and O'Shea, is that a real thing? That generation are they that young? I that think it's not that pressure with yet? Clifford and O'Shea, they they kind of go beyond that because everyone knows. Well, everyone thinks, and you mentioned it, Michael, like that they will win one or two or three. Whereas, <coughs> kind of with us at the time. We were after being hammered by Cork in the 21s. They were kind of thinking, these fellas are, are duds. Like, that was kind of the, that's why it was a question. It was like, stick a dagger into him as fast as you can. But like with Clifford and O'Shea, like, they're trying to protect them and, and give them as much encouragement as they can because we're going to pin all our hopes on those fellas. Mm. So I don't think that that pressure is put on them at all, to be honest. Michael, you can see well. the connection that you had. With, sorry, Paddy, you going in there? There's no pressure on those two lads? Not no, in terms of that. In terms of like, you haven't won one yet, you haven't won this. Like, they'll give them time. Are you serious? There isn't, yeah. No, I'm telling you, they'll be minded. They're being, they're being told it now is probably winning multiple All-Irelands. That's pressure. In their careers. But there's no one saying to them, lads, if you don't do it Clifford's next week. Clifford's five years, like. Nine, twenty. Yeah. Yeah, well, four. I, I, no, I get it, but there is pressure on them. There's massive pressure. There is, but there, there's certain personalities that... that the pressure isn't Pylanta. Right. They're they're minded. Do you know like mm. th there's no one banging on Clifford Clifford's door. There's actually more pressure on Shane Walsh because he has to actually carry probably more pressure on that Galway team. Whereas you got Clifford O'Shea, they probably share that burden. You got Paddy Clifford, Paul Ganey. Comer and Finnerty. Yeah, yeah. Comer of the same level, <laughs> but <laughs> were you talking to Jack O'Connor today? Is this wearing a wire there or something? <laughs> When it comes to match day, there is more pressure on Shane Walsh to perform than there is there to win. Is there? Michael? I think, I think we've moved. I think the team, the way they're playing, and and the way players are standing, stepping up for Galway. I, I think that's their biggest success. Slowly, yeah, I think maybe in the last two have, games. Yeah, I, I just have seen like Comer has been consistent through league and championship. He's been scoring regularly in every game he's played, and he blitzed the last day. From the outside, look at him, Michael. When we played well. Galway, it was like. Nearly the, the holy trade was like Conroy at midfield, Walsh around 11, and Comer. And it was kind of deal with them, and we'd be all right. And even earlier this season, we were saying that. And the biggest success for Galway, a wider in an all the final, is I think it's very difficult to, to, to win the biggest prize with just that. We've seen it with Monaghan and McManus, was an obvious example, that they get so far, no matter how outstanding he was, you need to have the supporting yeah. cast. And the Armagh game for Galway was massive that they won that game. And it was Maddie Tierney, Kenny McDade was off yeah. the charts, and Rob Finnerty's come in, and he's clipping three or four points. So it's not to win it. You need to have a team to win that. And Galway, why they've moved up the gears beyond, and I think Galway probably it's very harsh on Mayo people, unfortunately. But why they, I think Galway have a better chance than Mayo probably ever did in their games is Mayo were always Killian and Andy Moore. 
Whereas Galway have three, four, five, six different match winners. Yeah. Like Matty Tierney was quiet the last day, Shane Walsh was quiet, but they were match winners against their man. And Comer stands up. So I think three years ago, there was massive pressure on Shane Walsh. Whereas now, I still think there's pressure on him, but he's not looking around going, if I don't do it, we're fucked. I, dis- I disagree because like if Tom, if Tom Sullivan is Kerry's main marker, right? if Tom Sullivan looks after Shane Walsh, right, that you're probably cutting off a big supply of ball to Comer and you're also cutting off a significant amount of scores. Whereas if Kerry were to get nothing out of Clifford the next day, say, yeah. you've still got a direct line to scores. You've got your Gainies, you've got your Shawnee Shays, you've got your Killing Splans to come on. Do you know? Well, like, I just think fairness, Shane Walsh, Shane fairness, Walsh gives, gives Comer something and he gives the scoreboard something. I think in the last two games, Shane Walsh's biggest contribution has been nailing his freeze, yeah. and which has been absolutely huge for him. Yeah. He's been slightly on the periphery. He's been outside. He's been getting the Morgan treatment. Um, McCluskey did an unbelievable job on him the last day. He did? Do you That's know, one thing he's, he's still nailed his freeze. This year. Or in yeah. the la- I've noticed, really noticed it this year. His, his free taken is... is his, his stats have to be, you know, top the best he's produced. Going back to Mayo, big kicks uh, yeah. in the second half there, massive. and right the way through, and you know that's that's massive. Every, every team that wants to contest has to have that in a free taker, mm. and you know he, he's bringing it this year, uh, last year as well, but this year I think he's really he's gone up a notch. Um, and there'll be no Hawkeye in the final either, so yeah. <laughs> stats will go up even higher now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. The, the second half against in Castlebar because. I think it's harder if you're a free taker and you're probably out of the game. Mm. It's easy if you're on loads of ball and you've kicked a couple of scores from play. Oh yeah. Whereas when you're on the periphery and it comes to you, like Saturday, that first 10 minutes of the second half, <laughs> he's taking him on his bad foot as well. Like, that makes you yeah, sick, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he's on, out under the Hogan stand. And McCluskey is, he's not, a, Shane Watts being kept out of the game and he steps up and kicks those three masters. And similar enough in Castlebar yeah. against Mayo. And that, for me, shows nearly a, a mental maturity yeah. that I might have been thing, there. Another thing back. that he's, he's doing, which is we mightn't be overly familiar with him doing, is you know, he, he put in a huge hit on the 45 in the Tackle. first half. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he's working back. He, he's putting in that shift for the mm. team coming back into that unit. Um, and we're, we're just not spot picking him out for it you know, too yeah. much. So I, he's, he's not just um, what we are maybe got used to him, you know, the lung burst and run, the 60, 70 yarder, weave in, weave out, weave out. Like Shane, you have to do this or we're not going to do it. That, that, that requirement isn't there anymore because of the, the lads we That's have mentioned. Push. So I, I think we're seeing different, his, he's impacting games differently. Can he impact them more? Yeah, absolutely. Is he going to have to, to give Galway a chance on Sunday week? He is as well. You know, yeah. you got to get him, you know, running at the goal, getting shots off. Um, but he's had, he's had tough battles with Tom uh, O'Sullivan in the past yeah. as well, so that's going to be a big matchup. In, in fairness, for Kerry, Clifford, I, I was looking at him the last day, he was flicking ball up just after the Costello goal, he chipped up a ball in Fitzsimons, took a shot, his body language looked like he put it over the bar, but that wind in the hill took it away, mm. took two or three more shots that he missed yeah. in the second half, he, he didn't shoot after that, it was Paul who stood up, and it was Sean O'Shea, yeah. Clifford obviously still won his freeze and he, di- he did it. In fairness to what James was saying, I know we're, we're laughing here, that felt like that could have been the pressure point. That if Kerry were broken by Dublin, that could have been the sliding doors moment for that Kerry team. There would have been trouble. There would have been a lot of questions asked if Sean O'Shea hadn't nailed that free. I just feel like Shawnee maybe carried Kerry now into the final and they may be able to manage expectations. 
Like I think for any team, they're going to have that. You, there's a moment when you're knocking on the door, you're knocking on like we spoke about, it's, it's a journey. It's, you don't just come out of absolutely fucking left field and you win the All-Ireland. Mm. There's usually a bit of heartbreak there along the way. And but my fear now as a Dublin Dublin hat on is, it is the symmetry is, is incredible with, with 2011, with, with, with our team, whereas Dublin probably weren't the better team in that 11 final, but Klucko comes up and hits that kick. And I could see it. You could just see the players, once you've won one and you've broken that duck, yeah. it's like, there's just a confidence. It's just like, we belong here. We're good enough. We've beaten everyone. We've beaten our rivals, our nemesis, and we've won the Sam Maguire. And the floodgates opened subsequently after that 10 years. And that's the pressure to carry her on. Yeah. Sunday was a massive step for them to beat Dublin. But it's not over yet. That's the yeah. thing. It's, it's, it's different. It's not done the, yet. There's another performance. Yeah, and there to, has to, to be get a performance. It. And it'd be very interesting to see how uh, how they carry that. You know, it, in you th- there's still a question mark over Kerry. I, I think you'd have to say yeah. yeah. And I, you know, yeah. from a goy perspective, you, you do you, you have to look at it in that way. Yeah. And say yeah, you've, they've got massive potential. And <laughs> if Clifford goes ballistic, you know, <laughs> there's nothing no one can do about that. But. Goy will work something. They, they, you know, they're going to have enough bodies around to limit. You know what, what happens there, yeah. and and all the other guys there, um, and just bring it down the home stretch. You know, a point or two either way. Both like teams, that's yeah. that's yeah. where, and because I was watching the game on Sunday and I thought Kerry were going to run run away with this, and then the goal <laughs> goes in, and then all of a sudden it's it's you know, maybe hanging on is the wrong sense, but I just felt Dublin have are. Yeah. Are going to come from nowhere here mm. until until O'Shea, you know, did did what he did. Um, I don't know what would have happened if it had gone to extra time. You know, um, we'll we'll never know. But it's just, I think, yeah, that the, one of the key things from Galway is you keep asking questions off this Kerry team. You know, yeah. that they still this is a new team for them. They haven't won there. All Ireland, and if they do, the floodgates could open. Yeah. You're right for it's them, a but, danger, yeah. but it hasn't happened, and you just gotta you gotta bring them. Okay. The good news is we're going to be back in about 15 minutes time to properly preview the game. Michael Meehan, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. You'll be back out in a few minutes. Yeah. Folks, we're going to be back in about 15 minutes. Grab your points. Thank you. The Football Pod on OTB Sports in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more.